joining me this week once again. I am so honored to be co-hosted with my sister, Carla Cockrum. Hello. Hello, Daily Grind. Carla, thanks again for joining me in the middle of moving and all the other kind of stuff that's going on. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chatter, conference room banner, and job site small talk. I'm going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, toss out just a few random musings to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on our walk with Jesus. It's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Thursday, July 27th. And on this day in 1866, the first permanent transatlantic telegraph cable was successfully completed, stretching from Valencia Island, Ireland, to the Hearts Continent in Newfoundland. That is crazy. 1866. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. On this date in 1921... Insulin was first isolated by Dr. Frederick Banting. Oh, good. And on this date in 1929, the Geneva Convention was signed in Geneva, Switzerland. And the full name is the Convention Relative to the Treatment of Prisoners of War, Geneva, July 27, 1929. Okay. I can see why we go with the Geneva Convention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> much, much easier to roll out. And in 1999, on this date, Tony Hawk landed the first 900 Ooh. on a skateboard. Good That's grief. two and a half complete revolutions. Okay. And he did that at the fifth annual X Games in <laughs> San Francisco, California. That's crazy. 1999. Okay. I know. And it is July 27th. And July 27th is Bagpipe Appreciation Day. <laughs> okay. It's National Chicken Finger Day. Okay. Oh, it's National Creme Brulee Day. Okay. And you have a porch in your kitchen that I, you could use. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Light him up. It is National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day. Oh, okay. It's Take Your House Plants for a Walk Day. No. <laughs> I don't think mine want to go. <laughs> I like going. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people doing that around here. <laughs> it's also Walk on Stilts Day. No. Like with your house plants? No. Oh, you could do a bunch of that all no. at one time. If you could walk on stilts with your house plants while playing the bagpipe, oh, you, you would have pulled some off. <laughs> That's for sure, or pulled something anyway. <laughs> okay. 
It is that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. In 1970, the population of Cancun, Mexico was three. What? Yeah. Three what? Like one, two, three? Yeah, three people. Yeah. Okay. Three. <laughs> it has it has grown a lot since then. Yeah. We had a Normalcy. There. Yeah. Normalcy. Oh was a word that was invented by President <laughs> Warren G. Harding. Normalcy. Normalcy. The okay. state of normalcy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> In 1976, Henry Kissinger became the first honorary Harlem Globetrotter. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a little uniform? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> the law of force says don't force it get a bigger hammer <laughs> right <laughs> most oh. people aren't looking for the answers to life's questions they're looking for people to agree with what they already believe right mm-hmm. that's a shame I know. the sentence the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog <laughs> uses every letter in the alphabet. What? Say it again. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Huh. I know. That's why it was one of those learn how to type things, because you had to hit every Every letter. Yeah. Okay. I am personally friends with 25 of the letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I think Blanket would be a good name for a cover band. Blanket cover. Yes. Okay. Carly, think about this for a minute. If two people on opposite sides of the world each drop a piece of bread, then the earth briefly becomes a sandwich. Right? <laughs> I can see it. I can picture that. Do you know the person who would proofread Hitler's speeches? Literally a grammar Nazi. (laughs) Right? Right? Oh, no. (laughs) The original grammar. The original grammar Nazi. I know some of them. (gasps) Do you know if you think about it, a different version of you exists in everyone who knows you? Mm, that's frightening. Mm. But yeah, I can see that. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich faith. I think there are a lot of people who are just anxious because it's just where our culture is. I mean, that may not be you right now, today, this moment, but it is true for a lot of people. You know, I heard a quote that anxiety is a lot like a toddler. It never stops talking. It tells you you're wrong about everything and it wakes you up at 3 a.m. That sounds about right. But we just do things without good reason or thought. I mean, take watching the news, for example doesn't really necessarily bring us peace and just unconsciously we just turn stuff on 
and we don't stop and think or ask, you know, does, what does MSNBC have for me today? Or what does Fox News have for me today that's going to bring me peace, that's going to make me better? We just take stuff in without thinking. Instead of focusing on God and repeatedly turning our attention to him, the only person who can provide the peace that we so desperately seek, you know, and as followers of Jesus, aren't we meant to embody hope to such an extent that it surprises people around us? I mean, even during challenging times, but especially during challenging times as followers of Jesus, we should have a hope that comes from our real trust that just reveals that there is something unique about us that others should be able to see amidst of everything that's going on. Now I get it dealing with worries and fears and anxiety. There's no miracle overnight fix, but I think there are powerful and practical approaches from God's word. I think gratitude can actually play a significant role in the process of uh, lessening anxiety. I mean, following the guidance from the book of Philippians, you know, we're encouraged to present our anxieties or our worries to God and then express our gratitude to him. Chapter four, verse six. And through this, this discipline of gratitude and thankfulness, we get led further into real trust. And that's where we can experience a real sense of peace. You know, in Psalm 103, David goes through this psalm he's writing, and it's really him reminding himself. You know, he's saying, oh, my soul and you, but it's David reminding himself to praise the Lord and not forget his countless blessings, all the things that he can remember and repeat that God has done. And we too tend to be really forgetful and we need to remind ourselves of what's genuinely true and the benefits that are bestowed upon us by God. We just need to stop and remind ourselves what we have to be grateful for. I mean, I think Jesus had that going on. And in fact, Jesus said that he gives us his peace. And thinking about our Lord, let me ask you this. If you had one word to describe Jesus, what would it be? In fact, you may want to just pause the podcast for a minute. But if you had one word to describe Jesus, what would it be? What'd you come up with? Kind, compassionate, powerful, generous, teacher, Lord, healer, risen. All those words are true and they might fit. I will tell you that some time ago, I remember hearing a story where Dallas Willard asked somebody that question and they turned around and flipped it on him and asked Dallas what one word he thought described Jesus. And he said, relaxed. 
relaxed. I would have never thought of that word. But ever since I have heard Dallas Willard describe Jesus as relaxed, I haven't been able to stop thinking about Jesus as being relaxed. I think some people have called that unhurried. But whatever you are calling it, it is to me the antithesis of anxious. It really is the opposite of I have anxiety. No, I'm relaxed. And I like that. Jesus had to wait 18 years, give or take, you know, from bar mitzvah to starting his public ministry. 18 years. And then he just had three years to reveal to the world that he was Messiah. And yet I think he did that in a way where he wasn't hurried or anxious. Uh, I think Jesus was relaxed. And when we are centered in God, we're, we're relaxed. It doesn't mean our circumstances are easy or good or comfortable. When Jesus was here in the flesh, he could only be in one location at a time. And so when he left one city to go to another, he left behind people who hadn't been healed or discipled. Matthew 13, 58. Most people, even his own family at first, rejected him and his message. Look at the end of Luke 4, Mark 3, 20, 31 through 34. Many people that he discipled deserted him. And even his faithful disciples didn't understand who he was until after he rose from the dead. And yet, I would say Jesus, yes, was relaxed. And it's because Jesus was always at rest and peaceful in his Abba Father's arms of love. Even when he was under stress or pain, I think he was able to love the people who were near him at any given time including his enemies. Uh, when I have big responsibilities, when people just keep putting demands on me, when I'm criticized or rejected, when my to-do list just seems like it is longer than a CVS receipt, when I'm in pain, am I relaxed? Can I be relaxed in all those things? Or do all those kind of things just make me hurried and determined and anxious. How did Jesus remain at peace when he was under pressure? Much, much harder pressure than I face. Well, I think he practiced what he preached. He lived in the same easy yoke that he offers us. We need to think of Jesus as the model, as the first disciple. He apprenticed himself to the Father. Even as a child and throughout his life, he learned to live out things that he would later teach. I think being relaxed in Abba's love, submitted to his father in the kingdom of God. It was what enabled Jesus to be in a position to love, have compassion, be holy, and to fulfill all the other kind of words that we might have thought of when you were describing who he was. So this morning, may God 
help you and me to relax into the easy yoke of Jesus. Not trying to make things happen for ourselves or or for him, but simply appreciating his love wherever we are and loving him and those around us from his strength. You know, when you're centered in God, you're relaxed. So just imagine yourself today leading and carrying your responsibilities out and that relaxed inner posture. That's just a gift that you and I can offer to all those around us. All right, let me close with Psalm 103. It's the first part of it. Praise the Lord, O my soul, with all that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Do not forget all his kind deeds. He is the one who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who delivers your life from the pit, who crowns you with his loyal love and compassion, who satisfies your life with good things. So your youth is renewed like an eagle's. Thanks for joining me today on The Daily Grind. I hope to see you tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.